Blog Talk Radio. Church, 
why a senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one of you all who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Now, thank you all for spending y'all Sunday night on the last Sunday of 2018. Hmm. Can you believe that we are, what, a few days away to the close of 2018? And this is the time that we should take inventory of everything that we did or didn't do the past 12 months. What did we do what we did not do? That's something that we should be asking ourselves, taking inventory, personal inventory, and this is not for us to look at other people, but this is for us to be able to examine ourselves. What did we do the past 12 months to see if we could be of help or to what, to fulfill God's purpose in our life. So on today's show, we're going to reflect on 2018. We're going to celebrate our victories. Also, we're going to thank God for those teachable moments in the episode called Looking Back to Move Forward. First of all, I do want to say this. I want to start off, I thank God this time last year, I was sick. I don't know what it was. Um, I know last year it was a lot of the flu, the flu or pneumonia, one or the other. Uh, a lot of people were really sick last year, and I was one of them. And matter of fact, I remember uh, this time last year, I was actually off the air, from not mistaken, I think at least three, if not three, four weeks. I was off the air three or four weeks, and I. But I thank God now. I'm healthy. I'm feeling fine. God has healed me, and I am. I feel now, even though I may have a little slight congestion, but look here, that beats way beyond what I did with last year. And this right here, I can get rid of. But I thank God that God has helped me, and God has kept me healthy, even. The remainder of the year, matter of fact, um, I just made it home. I ended up taking my son uh, to see his uh, nephew. His nephew is in a hospital. But, you know, even beyond that, I thank God, you know, there's so many people that could have been dead. So many people that have died this year. So many people that it wasn't just, if you want to say common folks, these were prestigious people, you know, people – you know, death has no age bracket, no financial status. Death can hit any one of us. Death or sickness can hit each and every one of us. And so this is the time that actually we should be grateful, thanking God that God has allowed us to be here one more time. God has blessed us and allowed us to be alive. 
you know, we shouldn't take this for granted. And I know, like I said, this is the ending of 2018 with what in 48, not 40, I'm sorry, 26, 28 hours. We're going to be marching into 2019. And so what we should do, if we could just look back, I didn't say go back. You know, we don't have a time machine to um, go back in time, but what we should do, we should be able to just look back. And if nothing else, first and foremost, see the goodness of God throughout the whole year. God has carried us throughout the whole year. You know, I was I was looking uh, this morning when I was getting up. This story hit me um, a couple of years ago. My my brother, my little brother, was in an accident. This was actually, uh, I believe it was 1999. He was in an accident, and he came home. And when he came home, he went to bed. And eventually, when he got up, he was very hurt. He was like, when he saw me, he was like, you know, um, did you did you check on me? You know, he didn't know that um, why he was asleep. I went to go in, and I checked on him, and he was real. He was bandaged up real bad on his head. He had um, an accident, and like I said, he was bandaged up real bad. Uh, had a brain, and excuse me, had a head injury. And while he was asleep, he didn't know. But I went to him and I put my hand over his bandages and I I prayed for him. And I just wanted to just you know thank God that he was alive. But I said all that to say this: when he didn't know. While he was asleep, he didn't know that I was watching out for him and praying for him. And so, um, when he got up, he he asked, you know, did you know um, when were you gonna check on me? And he and I told him, I said, you didn't know, but when you were asleep, I went to you. And so when you got up, everything that you needed was right beside you. And I said all that to say this: a lot of times, we are not aware of the care that God has given us even throughout this whole year. And so this is not the time this is not the time that we're gonna, if you wanna say, make New Year's resolutions. You know, I'm not really into that because a lot of times people put off things that they should be doing right now. We don't we're not looking at, well, what we're gonna do when the new year comes. No. God wants us to be able to look at ourselves and make changes today. And this is not something that we can do on our own ability. But this is something that God wants us to be able to rely upon him and trust him for whatever we need, the strength, the wisdom, the discerning spirit that he want to give us, allow him to impart that into us. So like I said, this looking back at 2018, you know, like I said, I thank God, you know, this time I can look back and say, you know what, I thank God that 2018 is ending different than the way it begun. Like I said, I remember I was sick, and if I'm not mistaken, I think the whole uh, first or second month of 2018, I was sick. I was sick, and you know, I was congested. I was hoarse for for several, several, several weeks. Maybe going on like a month and a half. My voice going in and out. Didn't know what was really going on and of course going to the doctors and everything and they just told me you know you take this medicine take that medicine but none of the medicines helped 
And so I thank God that, like I said, now I'm so excited to be able to just be with you all towards the end of 2018 for us to reflect and talk about the goodness of God. You know, even just looking at some of the things, me personally, what I learned throughout 2018, one of the things I can really say that God began to really deal with me on was time management. Now, those that know me, uh, they've always said, well, boy, ever, ever since I've known you, you've always been late or right on time for certain things. But this is one of the things, and I don't mind sharing with you all, um, those that know me, I don't mind being transparent. But one of the things that God began to show me pertaining to being not just a leader, but being an example being an example of someone that represents him, for us to be able to be punctual, work on being on time. Those those words were one of the words that have always made me say, ouch. But this particular year, God began to really give me the challenge and the responsibility of being more punctual at work, at church, and pretty much just the other areas. There, now, don't get me wrong. There, there are some times where, you know, God will give us the grace period where time is really not an issue if you want to say, you know, going to the store, doing this and doing that. But there are other things that we actually are responsible. It's our responsibility to be there. And especially, like I said, even at me, even at work, a lot of times we can be one of the greatest work on our job, but if we're not punctual, if we're not punctual, for those who, um, those people who don't have a problem with uh, time management, you know, my mom, my mom believes in uh, making it to a place 30 minutes ahead of time and everything. And I was always like, man, you know, that's too early. And then I found out when I was talking to my dad, my daddy is, I'm more like my daddy, but I said that to say this, when it comes down to time management, especially as a believer, you know, when we mismanage the time that God have us, then it kind of affects our witness. And even, like I said, even at work, you could be the best worker, but if you are always late, like I, like I used to be always late, you know, it, it says, it says something, it doesn't matter how we talk about God and how good God is, but people are looking at us. People are looking at our work ethics. And so when it boiled down to it for the past number of months, I feel great to say that I can be able to go to work or go to some of the places where I need to be at without rushing. Like I said, there are times where I know I did, and I can't tell you how many times I have actually uh, – sped on the freeway or on the highways or whatever like that, which actually is breaking the law, and I repent for that. But just one of the things that I really learned this year, like I said, this is one of the conversations that God really dealt with me on, and if you want to say, in his closed-door meeting with me, he's told, he told me, he said, John, you have to be on time. You have to be before time. One of the things that I heard one of the uh, – friend of mine that worked with me said, he said, to be five minutes early 
is on time, but to be right on time is late. And I see the importance of that, and it, it makes my day start off better when I'm able to walk in to work without running, without speeding, walk in to work, <sighs> clock in, take my take my breath and be able to thank God that he allowed me to make it there safely and then be able to just look back and say, you know what, I can really start my day off right the way that I need to. And like I said, there are many people who may not have that problem, but I know that was one of my major problems. So I thank God that's one of the things that one of the many things that God taught me to be able to implement. He always said that to me throughout the years, but all the other times, I really didn't take it seriously up until recently, a couple of months ago. So I thank God that God helped me with the ability to be on time and be before time. And like I said, to some people, that may not be a big thing to them, but that's a huge thing to me because the most important thing I always looked at, even pertaining to me and also as believers, we have to be, what, we have to make sure that we are showing the characteristics of God to people. And it doesn't matter how we talk about God, because people are looking for results. People are looking at our walk. Our walk should match our talk. It doesn't matter how well we may speak, even if we speak Hebrew and Greek, but if we're not living it in English, it will affect our witness. And so I thank God that God even daily, this is a daily thing with me that I have to work on. That's one of the things I know that's a continuous thing I have to work on. And I'm asking you all, those that get a prayer through, continue to pray for me in that area. And so that was one of the things that I thought about, and I thank God for God helping me. And, you know, even the things that uh, transpired, there's been a lot of things I've seen God move just this year, this year. Um, actually, I shared this with you all on this past Friday. I went to go get some medicine for my son. Like I said, my son wasn't feeling good. I actually took him to uh, the doctor yesterday and so we didn't get a chance to make it to church i stayed with him because he had a fever but friday we went to go to the store and i took him well i went to walmart to get some medicine and one of the things i always believe in doing was you never know who's watching you you don't have to be around church people or excuse me around your church members or around people that you know to realize there are people that are watching you because we as believers, we are the salt of the earth. We are a light to a dark world. And so there are people that are looking for their light, and you never know who's looking at you. And so I went, month, I went was it Friday, to Walmart, and I had some stuff. I went to the pharmacist, and I got something over the counter, and I purchased some more groceries while I was there. The lady rung up my stuff, and it was kind of cheap. And so I went on, and I paid for it, and I went to the car, and the Lord led me to look at my receipt. And when I looked at my receipt, all of a sudden, I saw that the medicine that I had got, she didn't ring it up. And I was like, hmm. And so what hit me was 
even though to some people they could have easily looked at that, oh, that was a blessing, but that really wasn't a blessing. That was an opportunity because, like I always say, we are being washed. We supposed to do the right thing. What we always say, the little wristband that we always had, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And so I look and I saw that it was not on my receipt. So I went on, I left the medicine in the car, took the receipt, and I went back there to the lady because she remembered who I was. Went up there and I kind of told her quietly, I told her that she didn't get a chance to ring up my medicine because she was multitasking and she was kind of busy. And so when she looked at my receipt, she saw it and she saw, you know what, I apologized. And she mentioned, thank you for being honest. And so it made me look at what if you think about it. A lot of times we see those opportunities and we think that that's a blessing. We think, oh, you know, somebody gave us a hookup. But when we look at it, those are opportunities that the devil may use to make your witness ineffective. And we are representing Christ. And so with that, I thank God for the opportunity, even to be able to witness to her. And there was another person beside them that was able to be able to be helped. And like I said, the devil is trying so badly to make us fall prey to what temptation or make us fall prey to, like I said, make our witness ineffective. So just those things that just transpired, it made me think, you know what, even when you get ready to be blessed, the devil going to try to tempt you. The devil going to try to test you to see, you know what, can I disqualify you from for the things that God has for you? Can I disqualify you? And so we have to be mindful of the things that we're doing, the things that we're saying, and make sure that we're representing Christ at all times. But looking at the past 12 months, one of the things I always think about is, of course, we love to celebrate the triumph. We love to celebrate the testimonies. We love to celebrate the good things. But a lot of times, not only the good things that happen, the fun things that even when we see how God has moved, how God has blessed us, we can celebrate the blessing that God has for us, but even when we look at the difficult times, what do we have to do in those difficult times? The same God that helped us in those glorious times, in those happy times, is the same one that can help us during those difficult times. I really don't like saying hard times. I like to say uncomfortable times because a lot of times there are times where things are very uncomfortable. But even in those uncomfortable times, that's the opportunity for God to flex and show his muscles on our behalf and for our behalf. But also one of the things we have to think about is even in those difficult times or hard times, we have to look at it. Everything that we deal with or go through as a believer is not a loss. Get this. Believers never lose. They learn. They learn. A lot of times, these are teachable moments that will help us to what to see the strength of God 
in our life. These are the these are the opportunities for us to also to see that without God we're very, very, very unable to accomplish the task that we need to. You know, the scripture we always hear, I could do I could do all things through Christ who strengthened me or who gives me the ability. I can do all things through Christ. But when we flip it, I can do no thing without Christ. Christ is our strength. Christ is our source. Everything else is our resource. But Christ is our source. And even when difficult time comes, like I said, those are teachable moments that will actually help us, not just to help us in the area that we're in, but also get this. God is trying to take us to the next realm, not level, to the next realm. God does not move in steps. God moves in realms. And so when we look at it, think about a parent talking to their child. Now, a lot of times, even when it comes down to discipline, I found out, especially when I got older, I found out sometimes when a parent whoops us, it's not because they're angry at us, but a lot of times it's to correct us because a lot of times our will may be strong. We may be strong-willed. Sometimes our will is the opposite of our parents' will. So a lot of times that parent have to break our will, not break our spirit, but break our will or correct us. And then after, which I used to hate this, after the whooping, then they want to talk to us. Look here, after you don't whoop me, I don't want you to say nothing to me. <laughs> but, but now as an adult, looking back, and my daddy, Ashley, was the one, he used to always talk. He really wasn't the whooper. He was the talk, and a lot of time, I would rather him to whoop us because when he talked, it it reached deep in my heart. But what he did a lot of time when he would talk, he would tell us why we shouldn't do what we were planning on doing and why we should listen to what he wanted to do because it was going to benefit us. He would tell us that he would talk to us. So that way we had an understanding that, number one, he had our best interest at heart. So if my earthly father can speak to me to correct me for me to be able to understand on why I should do what he tell me to, then think about our heavenly father. And, you know, so even looking back, there are some things that we can see. And I know, like I said, me personally, I can see some of the things that, you know, okay, well, you know what, God, I messed up in this. Or God, you know what, I apologize. God, I repent. And for him to be able to help us, to be able to understand, you know what, there is a purpose and plan that he's trying to take us. But there are some things that we have to take off. We have to shed off because if we don't shed it off, it's going to prevent us from making it to the next realm. Because even though we're living, even though we are what growing day by day, God sees us as the finished product. God already sees us in the purpose and plan that he has for us. 
but we have to go through that process and number one, being obedient and going through those steps and trusting him and allowing him to take us there, but for us not to resist the leading of God helping us to get there. And so, like I said, those are one of the teachable moments that I've learned. And what I want to do, I want to stop right now. I see we have a lot of people on the line. I want to give the opportunity just in case anybody want to say anything, and I'm going to come back on the air, but just in case somebody want to say something, I want to give the opportunity for those who may be on the air to have whatever words, or even if you choose not to say anything, you can just say, I'm just listening to the program, whatever. But like I said, I do want to allow the opportunity for those who are on the air to come on. So I'm going to start right here. We're going to start with the area code of 706 right now. Hello, welcome to Rick and My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello? Yes, sir. I'm yes, delighted. sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I'm delighted to listen to the program today, and I'm absorbing, and I'm in more of a listening mode right now, and I would like to enjoy more of this service. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Okay. God bless you. We're gonna go. Okay, we're going to go to... The 214 area code. <clears throat> Excuse me. Welcome to Rick Namahara Podcast. You're on the air. Hello. How you doing today? I'm fine. I'm just enjoying listening to your broadcast, sir. Okay. Okay. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Appreciate the job go you're doing. To... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to go to the area code like 469. Four six nine. Hello, welcome to Rick Name Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing, Mr. Jones? This is Mr. Green. I'm just enjoying the program. I'm uh, just listening in, just catching in on those nuggets, teachable moments, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just uh, enjoying the program. I don't know. I, I might let your uh, rest of your listening audience and say something. You can probably come back to me later. Okay, okay. We'll do. We'll do. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Matter of fact, uh, the last call, I'm going to come back to him. Um, that's actually um, one of the uh, frequent guests, uh, Minister Tim Green. Thank God for him. So, like I said, I, I really thank God for the times for us to be able to just look and listen and, like I said, reflect. Because a lot of times what we really mess up, what it really messes us up is even in the mistakes that we've made. If we look back in 2018, we might have made some mistakes. Who hasn't? But the key thing is, did you learn from your mistakes? Did you learn from your mistakes? What did you learn from your mistake? And then also, can you forgive yourself of your mistakes? Hmm. It sounds simple, but believe me, there are many people, even when they go through something, they don't learn anything from it. And one thing we always say, if you don't learn from what you went through, you will repeat it. So we have to be able to learn from our mistakes, even learn from our trials. Whatever that you went through in your life, 
could have been a teachable moment, but a lot of times we have to go through that process over and over and over again because we fail to recognize what the lesson is during our situation. And so after we learn from it, now can you forgive yourself? From It's almost like that's one of the last webs that the devil would try to use, even if you learn from your mistake and you don't repeat it. That's great. But a lot of times the devil would try to use that anchor called self-unforgiveness. It will link us to our past, and it will prevent us from making it forward into our, what, to our, not just our future, but even our present. That's something that we have to be able to learn can we forgive ourselves of our mistakes? And if we can forgive ourselves, and we always think about even those who may have hurt us, can we forgive those who have hurt us? You know, the Bible always tells us that you can't, for, you can't expect God to forgive you if you don't forgive your brother or your sister. But a lot of times, even that unforgiveness, the unforgiveness it what it enslaves you, it imprisons you, it prevents you from growing mentally, emotionally, sometimes financially, but most importantly spiritually. It hinders us. So even when we look at 2018, like I said, there may be some things that may have transpired, but even in the situations that had transpired. Can we release the hurt, the unforgiveness, the anger, even if it's within ourselves? Can we release it and bury it in 2018? And I'm not just talking about, well, you know, they did me wrong carrying over things of the old. One of the things when we look at math, Sometimes when we look at math, they always have something called a remainder or carryover. A lot of the numbers, when you have to substitute, it carries over to the next digit or the next column that you have to multiply or divide or subtract. But when it comes down to life, we don't need to carry over anything that's in the negative. We need to carry over the things that are in the positive, not just positive, because to be honest with you, even those who ain't saved think positive. We're not going to talk about positive. We're going to talk about godly. We're going to talk about righteousness, righteous living, godly living. So asking God to help us to be able not to carry anything over that's in the ungodly, but carry over the things that are godly, carry over the things that are of him and help us to be able to have and be the people that God called for us to be. Because ultimately, the devil is working 24-7 to prevent us from being the men and lady that God called for us to be. Now, this physical body, we're going to need to rest, we're going to need to eat, but Satan and his imps, he doesn't sleep. He's working 24-7. So if he's working 24-7, we have to realize we need to be working 24-7 also. And I know that even in our sleep, it's hard for us to do anything while we're in our sleep. But what do we need to do? Continue to 
fast, pray, seek God, study his word, not just read his word, but study his word and apply his word. So even while we're asleep, God's word can still be speaking to us even in our sleep. So that would help us to be able to fight and resist those things that the devil is trying to plot and plan and for us to be able to recognize those things that the devil may be trying to plot and plan to prevent us from obeying God, worshiping God, and prevent us from being the men and ladies that God has called for us to be. So for us to evaluate ourselves, like I always say, First evaluation is spiritual. Have we grown spiritually from the beginning of 2018 on up to right now? Have we grown? Do we know more about God now than we did the beginning of 2018? And one of the things we have to look at in our Christian life, this is a walk. This is a journey. And so when you are in the company of someone and it's one-on-one, do you learn more about that person? Think about it. Right now we're walking with God right now. And do we or have we learned anything more about him that we did not know in the beginning of 2018? And one of the things I always think about, we learn people during hardship, during hard times, during adversities. We see a person's true character. We actually see who really loves us and how much they love, love us during tough times, during difficult times. We see their strength exhibited. We see how strong a person is, but when we're weak, when we have to be carried. Well, the same thing pertaining to God. Even in our rough times, in the difficult times that we dealt with in our life, were we able to see or recognize his strength, his character, and his care for us during those hard times? And like I said, not just during those hard times, but what did we learn about the situation during those hard times? And what did we learn about God during those hard times or during that hardship? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to get back to Minister Tim. I'm going to let him come on the air. Minister Tim, are you there? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, okay, I I hear you now. I hear you now. What I was going to do, um, as we get ready to wrap up the program, I was going to have you just to come in and you're welcome to uh, input whatever the law lay upon your heart to share, even about just reflecting about 2018. Uh, uh, 2018 for those that are trying to grow and those that have that have really been praying and seeking the Lord. See, because there's a difference in being a spiritual person and then a person or a believer of faith. And I'm trying to separate the two for a reason. We have a lot of people that are spiritual now, but they're not believers because they're not students, uh, if you will, 
that are following the teachings of Christ. They're just uh, spiritual people. You know, we run into people that say they know Jesus and all this kind of stuff, but they're not really a student. So what am I trying to say? In this hour that if we really want to grow and if we want to excel in God, is uh, we have to be a student. You use the word teach, but a teacher can't be a teacher without students. And so you have mm-hmm. to be a student. And in order to be a student, then you're a person that's teachable. Uh, you're, you're, you're there, you're thirsty, and you're trying to learn more, no matter uh, uh, how hard it may get or no matter uh, what the people are saying. You're drinking it in, and you're going back, and you're researching and so uh, in order for us to grow, this is we're going to have to go back to the day of where we can be a teachable person, where people can teach us. Now, I'm, I do agree that there's, some people can't teach everybody and all that kind of stuff, but we're not dealing with that. We're dealing with the positive this year. The positive this year is that the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And so we're, because uh, we live in an hour now that, you know, everybody's trying to just go to church. But uh, the Bible says that how can we hear except for, uh, through a preacher? And so we're mm-hmm. gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to get back to just staying with the the word. And in 2018, in my years, I've had some ups and downs, and I've had some things that I prayed for that uh, that haven't been answered yet, and I have some things that's been answered. Uh, but I was. Uh, Telling the people at church today, the Lord uh, woke me up this morning and said, this year is going to have, 2019 is going to have to be a year where we, uh, I made up a word and I called faith it. Uh, we're going to have to believe God for everything and go back to his word and see what his words say about it and stand on the word. So we're going to have to bring it into existence. And I use the word faith rather than miracle because the Bible distinctly in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, uh, 1 through 10, it separates miracles and faith. And mm-hmm. so if you look in the Bible, there were more things happened because of people's faith than it was what you call an absolute miracle. Uh, he turned water into wine. But to most of the people that, that had other things, he said, according to your faith, be under you. So I'm just saying to people that's on the radio line and that's out in the airways, that uh, we're going to have to be a people in this hour, a people of faith. And we're going to have to go back to really believing and just digging in this word. And, and like the, you were saying, to not only just read the word, but study the word. Uh, get the word down in our heart in order that the things that we need God to do, and we find it in the Bible, we connect with that. And we will connect with that then under the unction of the Holy Spirit. We begin to pray and ask God and tell God what we need. Because faith is the thing hopeful, but the evidence of things not seen. A miracle is a sign. But if we're living where we are not seeing certain things, but yet and still we are believing God, we're faithing in it. We believe in God that it is possible. All things are possible to him that believes. And the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. So uh, my 2019 is going to be a year of more faith, more faith. And I know the the Bible says all we need is faith as a seed of a mustard seed and we can cause the mountains to be moved. But the more faith to me means that you have more word in you because he said faith cometh by what? Hearing. 
And so uh, and we we just in this next year, we're going to have to be more uh, studying it in our word and more into our Bible. And when, you know, your mind really can't think on two or three different things at one time. Because if mm-hmm. you're in your Bible, then a lot of things that the enemy will bring to your mind, you wouldn't have time for it because you're studying your word. You're putting the word on it. And if, if, when the enemy comes with uh, a bad or a negative thought, if you will, then you have to replace it with something else. And if you don't have the word for it, then what? The enemy takes that and torments you with it. Like you say, he brings up your past, and it begins to rehearse things over in your mind. But when we study the word of God, and when we get into the word of God, we can take the word of God and fight the enemy. Because when the enemy came to Jesus upon the Mount of Configuration, Jesus did not use on what Mama said or what Daddy said, but Jesus used the word of God. That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So I, I'm just believing God that somebody in the radio land is going to pick up on this, and we're going to be a people of faith. Now, I'm not getting into all this faith movement that, that we're talking about, but I'm talking about biblically faith, that we believe in God for what's in the word of God, and then we stand on it, and we believe that no matter what, God is going to answer those prayers. And so mm. 2018 might be a rough year for somebody, but guess what? God has a new year for you. He said each morning that we get up, God said we have, what, brand-new mercies. So yeah. that is a new day for you, amen. And, and I'm not just saying something, but uh, this is how we have to be as Christians. It's called faith. We have to believe that that God has something better for me. I, I, I just I just refuse to believe that this is all it is in right. my life. I believe that God has something better for me. You know, the world is doing their thing, and, and, and this year, 2019, we need to do our thing in the church. We need to just let believe that God has something better for me. When I line myself up with the word of God, I can. he said, I can ask him for whatever I will, and it shall be unto me. And so there, I'm believing that God will, will in 2019, God will begin to move and to manifest himself more and more. As we study his word and as we uh, meditate on him, God will do that very thing. And I'm just excited about the program, about learning from your mistakes. And and to learn from something, you have to be a teachable person. And so I'm Mm -hmm. just excited. I'm going to let you have a floor. Yes, yeah. I thank you. And, and, uh, you know, one of the things that really, because I know we've been in several churches, uh, well, several services uh, for New Year's, you know, we hear people, you know, say, you know, this coming up year, this is going to be my year, this is going to be my year, but they're still doing the same thing as the old year. They're still, they're still living the same way as the last year. There's no change. First of all, spiritual change. You know, but also one of the things I always tell people, instead of us looking forward to trying to change or trying to do something for the next year, and we still haven't ended this year, what if God want to give you something right now? You know, God wants you to don't change, you know, what, two or, three, through, <clears throat> me, two or three more days from now. He wants you to change. He wants you to trust him right now, you know. And, you know, we treat God as a futuristic God when God is a God of right now. You know, we've talked, you know, even mentioned about faith, you know, you know, what, when is faith? 
now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Right now, one of the things that God was dealing me about, he was telling me, and this is me, anybody else, they're welcome to, you know, receive it or even apply it to their own life. But one of the things I told God pertaining to me, I want every spiritual gift that he has invested into me to come forth. Everything that he has for me spiritually, mm-hmm. I want it to come forth. And if I can trust him with the spiritual stuff, his assignment, his purpose that he has for me, everything else is going to fall in line. That's one of the things. I, I want my spiritual growth to be at the level where I don't care if somebody been sick. I don't care if somebody ain't saved. If I walk through, they'll know, you know what, this person right here, this person is saved. This person represents Christ. You know, this person, you know, you know, even when we look in the Bible, how, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was uh, Paul that had the handkerchief, you know. It's so many people that are hungry. It's so many people that are unsaved. And a lot of times they're looking, they're seeking. They really want to know, but a lot of times some of us as believers We've been inactive. A lot of times we have failed. Even as a body of Christ, we have failed. But this is the time for God, for us to wake up and really be about his business, to see this world right side up. Because, kids or not, this is the time in America we really need to be praying. So... um, I just I just see that there's a big need, and there are people that are hungry. There are people mm-hmm. who really want to know God. There, I mean, we always hear the harvest is right, but the laborers are few. And we don't see, like, the mothers of old when we were growing up going to church, and, you know, the mothers of old, the fathers of old, the, the, the men really laying out before the Lord. And we can't talk about – we can't talk about how bad, you know, the generation below us are when they don't have that example. Or for us to be able to sit down and minister to them or mentor them for us to see. Unfortunately, many of us are trying to relive our youthfulness, and instead of us influencing them, they're influencing us. So I, I, I want to see God's people blessed first spiritually. But for us to be able to what? For us to be able to seek God right now. Don't like I say. Don't wait for a new year. Don't wait. Don't try to make no New Year's resolution because we said the same thing last year and year before that and year before that and year before that. You know. But for us to be able to make a lifestyle change right now, for us to be able to realize, you know what? I might have felt in the past, but this time I'm not gonna wait to. 2019. I'm gonna end 2019 the way I'm gonna have my two. Excuse me. I'm gonna end my 2018 the way I'm gonna live in 2019. Well, you know my uh, my uh, new anthem is I want the God of the Bible to come alive mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. And I think that should be everybody's prayer is that the God of the Bible come alive in us because. It's, uh, we say that God don't need nobody, but 
God needs us as individuals on earth to do his bidding. We do his work. That's why he made us. He created us to come and to do his work. What work is that? By us having the power, the the, the, the one scripture called it the deutimus, uh power that enables us through the power of the Holy Spirit to, even as you said, you're talking about Paul, that Peter, when he walked, by people and they were healed just by his shadow. And, mm-hmm. and that's the God of the Bible. Many people try to downplay that, but I read it in the Bible. So if he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, so means whatever he did in the Bible, he can do it again today. It's up to God, whatever God. He's sovereign. God works how he wants to. He does how he wants to do it, but he needs a willing vessel. And so uh, to, to, to for us, it, yes, it should be that we want the God of the Bible to come alive in us. Because I don't know about you, I, I'm, I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. And uh, I was telling the people, I'm tired of the same old, same old. And, you know, just going to church, meeting, greeting, and coming home. And, and yes, we had a good time in church. We shouted, we danced. But 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 the, the, the impact on the community is not there. The impact on the nation or the state or the city is not there. I believe that when God really stirs up things, he impacts cities, stations, neighborhoods, uh, nations, and all over the place. That why? Through the, the, through, through the, the preaching. He said the, it's through the, the, the foolishness of preaching that man may be saved. And, and that's what the Bible said, through the, the foolishness of preaching that man may be saved. And why? Because it's the, the foolishness of preaching coupled with the Holy Spirit and the anointing that whereby God would draw men unto him. Why? Because we are uh, we're living a life and we're doing things that's pleasing unto him and, and he's coming alive in us for such a time as this. And I believe that the condition of the nation and and the way things are going, I believe that God is looking for some more generals and soldiers uh, to come uh, on the forefront and to begin to, uh, to, to, to to bring about a movement in America. And I'm not talking about what they got going on by uh, make America great and, and come back to this or come back to that, but I'm talking about the same as they did in the upper room where the Holy Ghost begins because he said in the last day, I'll pour out my spirit. Upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters should prophesy. Man, old man should dream dreams and all this thing. I believe that if we can get together through prayer and link up and begin the people of God that are really praying, I believe that 2018 can be a great year. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Yes, yeah. Now, what we're gonna do? We're gonna get ready to wrap it up. And uh, since you're on the line, if you don't mind. Just in case somebody may be listening, but they're not saved, what can he do to get saved? Uh, the Bible, it, it makes it uh, simple that even a fool can't err. All we have to do is to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And so wherever you are, All you have to do is to confess, believe in your heart, first of all, in Jesus, and believe that Jesus uh, was born, he died, and he rose again. And when we believe in the virgin birth 
and all these things, that when we believe this and we confess that he is our Lord and our Savior, and it's through this and through the repentant process and through the process of what we go through to try to get to where we need to be in Christian, uh, that we all we have to do is just confess him tonight. So wherever you are, if, you, if, if you're out there in radio land, if, if the Lord is touching your heart right now and you, uh, you need somebody that you can depend on, and that person I recommend Jesus tonight, all you have to do is say, Father, forgive me for all my sin, and I welcome you into my life, and I need you more than ever. And once you have said that, it's simple. Some people make a whole lot of words and do a whole lot of stuff, but it, it, it's simple. All you have to do is to repent of your sin and ask Christ to come into your life and confess him. And then once you made your confession tonight, it's, it's not just enough to confess him within yourself, but uh, it's, 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 the Bible tells us when we research that word confess it, is we have to confess him before others everywhere we go. We have to confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord, he is our Savior, and that's why we come together with uh, the body of believers and we enter into a church and, and we go and we uh, hear the word of God and we get taught and we get preached to and it tries to build up each other. When I'm down, you can build me up, and when you're down, I can build you up. But anybody out there tonight, if you said that prayer, we want to ask that you, uh, the number that June would give, that you would call in and say that I, I accepted Christ, and, and maybe we can get you some kind of material. Uh, maybe we can find out what area you're living in and try to recommend a place for you to worship in. We're kingdom-minded. We don't care if you live across the street from me and my church is right down the street, but if you want to go to a church across town, I just want you to go into church. I'm kingdom minded. I'm, I'm not. This is not. You're not. Uh, you won't be my member, or you won't be his member. You're God's members. And so tonight, right, right. Uh, we're gonna let him come on the air, and we thank you for this. We're gonna let him come on the air, and he can give you some numbers uh, that if you accepted Christ tonight, we want to know. We want to hear the report. We want to see how we're doing on there. Yes. Yes. And all. And also, what I, what I want to do, I, I I felt the need to say this. We want to make sure for those who are listening, like I said, many people that may have had a, uh, to some people out they want to say they had a great year in 2018. There are some who may have said, you know what, this was a hard, this was a hard year for me. Whatever situation or whatever year that you might have had, might have had a celebratory year, but even if you had a difficult time or even in the periods that you've had some, some, if you want to say some lonely moments or even some troubling moments in this year, we pray that God strengthen you for you to be able to rely upon him. We're not going to allow no situation to destroy you or even make you lose sight that God can still heal. God can still deliver. God can still help you right now. Even if something looked like it's going to linger to 2018, 2019, 2020, know that God is able to help strengthen you no matter how long you have dealt with it or how long you will be dealing with it. God be your strength. God be your source. God be your provider. And know this, 
God can be any and everything you need him to be. So no matter what situation has occurred, don't lose focus, don't lose sight on God and his love for you. God loves you. God has not given up on you. Even when we have given up on ourselves, and get this, even when we have given up on God, God has not given up on us. You know, the, the parable of the prodigal son, that was a great, great reminder of the father's love that he has for his wayward child. And that's us. Sometimes we have gotten, if you want to say arrogant, I'll be the first one to admit it. Sometimes we have got arrogant. Sometimes we have felt like we can go on our own and do because we think that we know what's best. But sometimes when reality hits, that you know what, God, I made a mistake. You know what, God, I failed. You know what, God, I apologize. I messed up. And he's there to help us. He's there to forgive us. If we can acknowledge and even forgive ourselves, and even even when we have to deal with the consequences of our choices, he's able to strengthen us and help us even in dealing with the consequences of our choice. So just in case those who may be listening, who may be, you know, thinking about, man, you know, I messed up. You know what? Who has not messed up? We all have messed up at some point of our life, but... What the devil meant for evil, God has turned it for our good. Now we have a ministry tool to reach others to help them to understand that the same God that can forgive me is able to forgive you. Yes, yes, so praise I, God. So I, yes, yes. So I, I want I want us to understand. You know, even even if we mess up, even when we have messed up, look at David. David was a man after God's own heart. David was able to repent. David was a man to repent. And that's the same way we have to. We have to think about God's love, God's forgiveness, and for us to not beat ourselves up. I said on one of my uh, posts this week, you know, an eraser, excuse me, a pencil have an eraser, a computer have a backspace or a delete button, and God has given us grace. Now, what we need to do, we need to receive it. It's there for us. And just in case, and, and I want to thank each and every one who listened in. I thank God for those who um, thank God for Minister Tim. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. I always uh, enjoy you. And I'm going to tell you like this, anytime, anytime you get online, I always get excited. And matter of fact, I was, <laughs> I was calling you earlier today, but we're going to talk later on off the air. But I thank God for you. And Can just in case, thing, before uh, huh? let me say one more thing before you wrap it up. Just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 I, I feel it in my spirit. It's some of those that I've been, it's been what we call church hurt, and mm-hmm. you feel like that you don't need to come back to a church. But just remember, it wasn't the church that hurt you; it was the people in that church. And so, just find your place where God can use you. And just remember, it's not the church; it's the people that's in that was in that particular place, or uh, might have been one person in that particular place. And so, uh, just just uh, just in 2018, let's forget about that that was behind me, and let's press on and move move to a place. God ask God for a place where you can go, and God can use 
the gifts and talents that are in you. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One day one day real soon we're gonna talk about that. You know, even the difference between church hurt and individual hurt. Uh, that that's something that we we definitely have to address, and also even to, not just as representative of uh, Christ, you know, a church, but even representative of individuals. You know, we apologize. You know, sometimes people can say the wrong thing and and everything, but we're not going to carry that over. You know, this is a fresh this is the fresh start, a fresh day, not because of the beginning of a new year, but the beginning of a new day. So I thank God for thank God for your minister Tim. Thank God for those who are listening. And what we want to do, we want to make sure, just in case you don't have a church home, feel free to inbox me, call me. This is my number right here, 214-908-3056. Any way we could be of help. Like Minister Tim said, you know, my main thing is you are at a church where you can be taught. You can be taught. You can be able to exercise your gift. You can be able to develop your gifts. You can be able to uh, be able to be aware of, be able to identify what your gifts are, what your talents are. Those are the things that I'm concerned about, regardless of who church you're at. Make sure that you had a Bible-based church, Bible-based church, and I want to see you grow, regardless of what church that you had. So if you need some help, you're welcome to text me, call me, or just in case you on social media, you can catch me on Facebook, uh, Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. I always say this, even in the end of my episodes, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in and who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics or you just feel you want to just share with me a testimony or whatever, uh, like I said, you can catch me on Facebook. You can catch me on Facebook, Brother Prater. On Facebook, I have my daily devotions and my videos. Also, uh, this on my page. Or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Brother Prater, on my YouTube channel. And you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com. Excuse me, brotherprater.org, brotherprater.org. You'll see my daily devotions and upcoming events and also personal appearances. Or you can go to my store section on my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and responsibilities to their families, children, their spouse, or even children's mother, to inform women the needs and responsibilities of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart. Excuse me, Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night.